Hello and welcome back to Pokemon Radio. We are your hosts, Derek and Sessie, and thank you for joining us for Professor Oak's Pokemon Talk. Now, unfortunately, Professor Oak is unable to join us because he is collecting volcanic ash for research. Good for you, dude. Is this some sort of, like, environmentalism? Like, picking up ash? Is, is, isn't ash good? Is he killing the environment? Because isn't ash, like, good for the soil and shit? I think he was just inspired by me being literally unable to talk about the trade winds last week and was like, oh, maybe that's like sparked a hypothesis of something <laughs> for him. I don't know. <laughs> this is just my weekly opportunity to shit talk Oak since I know he's not listening to us. It's all it's all good. Um, no, we actually do in very exciting news. We have a special guest with us today. Um, Ceci, do you want to introduce our guest? Yes. So, um, as you all know, our show is distributed through Goldenrod Public Radio, and while Professor Oak might not listen to our show, uh, some of the producers do. That was bad news. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was not expecting anyone to be listening, so this is not great for my career. Yeah, so to keep an eye on Derek, uh, (laughs) this week we have one of our producers from the radio station, Michael, here with us. He's been sort of our uh, babysitter this season and watching how we uh, approach our work, so... Checking those per diems. (laughs) I swear that the booby trap is the name of a wing place, if you look at the... I'll I'll, I'll take note of that. (laughs) Just future reference, 100% is what that is. Um, Right. We will will check in with our trainers. Uh, Last time we left off, it was at Route 111. Um, Edna has such a just expansive team um i feel like at this point you need like a you need to like undo a scroll to to read out the the levels of the squad that she's got going on i don't know i mean she our trainers have three gym badges at this point like this is you should have a full pokemon team i don't feel like it's impressive anymore <laughs> well, look at you miss miss fancy over there hey i don't know up. i'm not i'm not a trainer uh but what i can tell you is uh edna she has uh same squad i think that we covered last week no big major changes that haven't already been discussed so we've got torchic kaufman level 25 volbeat theodosius teddy d teddy dubs level 20 teddy wingle Alquist, level 22 zigzagoon filardi Level eight, just like cruising on through there. Uh-huh. Uh, still a critical member of the squad as the HM friend in Pickup Master. Little uh, <laughs> Then we have Mc- Minun McClintock, level 20, and Mawile Darwin at level 23. Well, look at that. And then for Qgis, oh, Qgis. Can we just skip this team? I don't want to talk about it. Like, I'm just, I, can we just focus on Edna <laughs> from now on? So for Qgis, Qgis has a, a similar squad to last time I mentioned. He kind of unnecessarily grinded a little bit too much so has a, has a nice solid squad actually around the same uh levels as edna which is nice to see so we have the one time i'll say it fuck science fs what? at level 26 leading this squad as always good old little fs um we got jf kitty coming in at level 24 we got love it area 51 the sableye who's just so fucking adorable sableye <laughs> finally caught up a little bit at level 22 because if y'all remember, Sableye was just chilling. I think last time at like level 10. Like didn't do anything. So that was nice to uh, see. Give Q just a little credit. I think it was like 14. Oh, okay. <laughs> level 3 Sableye last time. And we have <laughs> Ninkata, the flat, or Ninkata named Flat Earth also at level 24. 
So kind of everybody in there, and then we have Plusle, which is going to be named uh, Peta. I always want to, even like, yeah, I get that name wrong all the time. Plusle, <laughs> Peta the Plusle, that's where we go. Peta the Plusle <laughs> is actually now at level 21. So we have like a, a, a squad forming respectable. It, it wasn't by choice, because clearly I think these would all still be like level 14 Pokemon with one level like 30 Mudkip if it was up to Qgis. But <laughs> thankfully he got his ass kicked a little bit and it made the squad come together a little bit more. Yeah, you really seemed to knock some sense into him last week. Oh, for sure, for sure. Believe me, if he was not a child, I, I would have knocked some sense into him sooner. But I had to metaphorically <laughs> knock sense into him and let a gym leader do it. So And, Michael, you've got some Pokemon that you've been trading up while we've been on this journey too, right? Yeah, the higher-ups <laughs> at Golden Radio have forced me to partake in this challenge that you guys have been overseeing. Just to make sure the... The funds are being distributed right. You're not, you know, expensing Master Balls and all that sort of stuff when you're not supposed to be. So, yeah, I have a level 25 uh, Trico named Margs, a level 27 Sableye named Cosmo, a level 17 Nosepass named Sazerac. Wow. A level 22 Plusle named Pina. A level 26 uh, Minun named Colada, <laughs> and a level 16 Abra named Absinthe. Really? So <laughs> Did I hear there's a Minun named Colada? And Plusle named Pina. That is correct. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Colada is in like Cafecito. No. Oh, okay. I, 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 now so I understand. Close. I got distracted by that. I missed the Pina part. I, now, I, now I'm following. I do love the dedication to the Plusle and Minin, Minin, Minun in the same team. That's I, They're that, a wombo combo. <laughs> I love it, but I feel like we're going to get very confused between Pita the Plusle and Pina the Plusle. <laughs> so we got to really hit that Enya, Pina. Yeah, you got to Pina. Pina. Find a way to roll the N. I don't know if that's possible to find a way to do it. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to jump now to Route 112. Um, we're going to try to behave completely normal. There, There's a boss here. You know what? We're not going to change anything. We're going to behave totally natural. 100% natural. Just pretend that I'm not here. Just pretend that I'm not here. Supernatural. Don't fire me, please. Um, route 112. Um, yeah, so can't really push any further on Route 111 right now, so we end up moving over to Route 112 at the base of Mount Chimney, which I just think is a great name for a mountain. It's a fucking chimney. I'm a big fan of it. It does undersell. To me, I hear Mount Chimney, and I think it's like a little baby hill. I picture something very small. That's very interesting because it's a volcano. Yeah. And so chimney with, like, smoke coming out of a chimney and smoke coming out of a volcano, like, that tracks for me. I don't know where you're getting this I'm picturing just, like, a little anthill with smoke. Like, I'm picturing, like, a little anthill with smoke out, out, out the top for Mount Chimney. Like, it's a little house, but... I digress. Now, okay. We'll, <laughs> honestly, that should be the sure. name of this podcast, I digress, because I feel like that is 90%. Oh, we've noticed. Short story long. Yeah, we short, have noticed. Yeah, short story long, as I begin most of my phrases. Now, unfortunately, some Team Aqua members. Magma. Uh, this <laughs> I before E shit, it really is getting annoying, Sassy, okay? We need to straighten out how it's, it's, it's Aqua. I don't know what to tell you. At least we've got our, our observer here now. Oh, um, my, is it the silent P? Team Magma. Is it the silent P or is it the I before E? I think it's the I before E. There we go. 
I thought so. I also just knocked my headset out. Yes, I thought so. I got so excited, I just punched my headphones out. I, I you finally it. won something over me, Derek. I have to cherish this, because it's not going to happen again. <laughs> All right, now, they're blocking the entrance to the cable car that's going to get us to the peak of Mount Chimney. And look, Team Aqua, Magma, Silent P, they're just the strangest group of criminals in that they're more just an annoyance. Like, I don't really know what they're going after. Like, they're not very good at what they do. They're kind of useless. More so even, like, Team Rocket and stuff, where there was a level of intimidation where it was like, okay, this is, like, an actual criminal organization. Even if it's the world's shittiest criminal organization, these just feel like you got some friends and told them to dress funny and run out in public. I, I don't really I mean, get what they're doing. I mean, we explicitly don't know what their plan is, yeah. right? Because when we were at the Slateport Oceanic Museum... Archie slash Maxie were like, you're too dumb to understand, so I'm not even going to try. So we, like, it's not even a what are they even trying to accomplish, we don't get it. Like, we literally don't know what they're (laughs) trying to accomplish. Yeah, and they're not secretive. Like, we we know where they're going. So, short story long, no, just long story (laughs) short in this case, we're kind of making a detour to Fall Arbor Town because guess what? We know exactly what they're trying to do. And that's the other thing is, like, if you're going to be bad at what you do, maybe keep it a secret so it's not so... I don't know. There's there's a lot of parts of their general existence that, I, that I'm very confused by, so... Right, like, as they're blocking entrance to this cable car up to the peak, they're also chatting amongst themselves of, like, oh, man, like, what's taking everyone else? Like, what what's Joe doing in uh, Fall Arbor Town? He's taking forever. And it's like, all right, well... I guess if we can't have our tourist moment up the cable car, we're going to go to Fall Arbor Town because you just told us that something is afoot. So, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Appreciate it, Aqua. Maybe they want to be caught. Like, maybe the grunts are just really fed up with leadership and they're like, we need a huge crackdown. And maybe if we're really bad at our jobs and just tell everyone, leadership can get arrested and there can be a change of maybe they want to do good in the world. Maybe they are I, tired of being criminals. I get that with Maxie, but like... Think about Archie's thighs. Like, come on. Mm. How can you how can you wanna take that? He says if you wanna keep me on topic, don't tell me to think about Archie's thighs. (laughs) Now it's gonna gonna tell me to go in a different direction here. Okay, well uh I'm I'm promise I'm not sweating, it just the lighting changed. Um so fiery path is what it is. (laughs) That's why I was sweating, because of the fiery path. There we go. So since we can't go over this mountain, we're gonna go through that motherfucker. We're going straight through the mountain. So fiery path is what cuts through the base of Mount Chimney, which again is a literal volcano. Why do I feel like this is not safe? I don't know much about, like, real-life volcanoes. I'm going to be honest. I've never been to one. I feel like going through a volcano is a terrible idea. Yeah, it's definitely not safe because literally a volcano is where magma comes up from, like, under the crust. So, like, if you cut through a volcano, like, there's a real chance you might encounter, like, molten lava. And that seems very unsafe. Just, like, continuing to add to Hoenn's lack of safety and infrastructure. Take this down, Michael. Oh, the insurance Michael, do we have the insurance up already. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have the insurance? Are we covered for this? Mm, I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna go ahead and guess no. Because a lava accident feels like uh, in a previous life I have worked in insurance and lava accident definitely sounds like something that's excluded. In any coverage. So, good to know, Sassy. We are, uh... I mean, we didn't run into any magma or lava or... I'm not even sure at this point. I'm getting myself confused. Team Magma running into lava. Okay. I'm just <laughs> rambling now at this point. But <laughs> so we did run into Pokemon. Yes. And did Edna decide to catch anything? 
She did. Um, she came across this mega cutie. I think she was starting to feel a little, um, not intimidated, but jealous, I guess is the right word, of Cugis's team of cuties. Um, so, I mean, Edna's got her own cuties, but, like, it really doesn't come close. I mean, JF Kitty, come on. Uh, um, mm. So, Edna here captured a Torkoal, which is this very cute, like, old lady tortoise, and we love her so much. Um, and her name is Rosalind. Aww. Derek, do you know Rosalind Franklin? Ro- oh, Rosalind <laughs> Franklin is one of my favorite scientists of all time. So, Rosalind Franklin discovered the structure of Dina... Not Watson and Crick. So, like, Watson and Crick, they're more like Watson and Trick. What? Yeah, they completely, like, <laughs> fucking stole that shit. It was all Rosie F.'s plan. Um, but she died of ovarian cancer. So that's not good. Um, and never yeah. got the Nobel Peace Prize uh, with the no, men. No, not Peace Prize. Just Nobel <laughs> Prize. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I all. I mean, maybe she could have gotten a Peace Prize if she had gotten her credit. But so that's uh... all off the top. That's what I know about old Rosie Franks. Our Franks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Watson and Crick are men who stole Rosalind Franklin's work and then got all the credit. So tell me if you've heard this story before, guys. I've never. That's impossible. No, I would no. never have. Good to me. <laughs> Not in this society. Never. Okay. Anyway, Torkoal Rosalind level fifteen. Um, it's a fire type. Mm-hmm. So um, at this point, we bid farewell to Kaufman the Torchic uh, from the battle roster, but. Never fear, you know, he's a burgeoning beauty pageant star. So he, we're not saying goodbye to Kaufman forever. He's still going to be around. But um, yes, Rosalind is now the uh, fire type on the team. Good to know. So fun fact, Q just actually ended up catching a Torkoal as well, but not to use in the party, so to speak, yet. Kind of just stashed it away. Um, okay. Just because, like, fire types are cool. And, like, why not have a fire type? But he didn't fit the cuteness standards for what Qgis was looking for. Qgis is definitely wow. like looking for just these tiny, adorable, harmless-looking Pokemon. And Torkoal looks kind of badass. And honestly, Qgis doesn't deserve a Pokemon that looks that badass. So kind of stored for now, but may end up coming back. Don't know. And went ahead and named that Pokemon G-Warming with a question mark. So <laughs> With a question So mark. I don't remember if it was G-Warming or G-Warming, whatever fit letters wise there might be a g at the end but it's in the box right now whatever it is that's what uh that's what q just decided to name that 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 adorable fiery turtle man um well so. now i feel disappointed and like miffed on behalf of edna like she caught this torkoal because she was like i need a cuter team to compete with Qgis, and torkoal is not cute enough for Qgis. so Q-Gis like has she made edna up any out. ground call her out <laughs> i mean it's hard to compete with like jf kitty and mudkip that's true. Like it is true. They're also tiny, and I mean, we love Kaufman, but Kaufman was not a cutie. He was a little chicken. I'm not a big fan of chickens. <laughs> Yo, chickens smell like that's the thing that like really like blew my mind about chickens is just there's some stinky fucking animals. Like they just like shit everywhere. <laughs> it's like they track, and it's not even just like the smell of like like it's it's like a, an extra shitty smell. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like. I wouldn't know because Michael and I had a colleague who raised chickens and the one time that she was like, hey, come see our chickens. I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I'll stay inside the house, like behind a wall so that your dinosaur birds like. It was pathetic. (laughs) I I was like, I'll hang out, you know, (laughs) it's fine. I'm good out here. (laughs) He's like, that is a literal dinosaur. You get that away from me. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not cool with birds. We've discussed this, yeah. but that same colleague also had like a pet bird that was kept inside the house, and I also did not like that bird. <laughs> yeah, um, it would fly around and like land on you. Yeah, I remember you being terrified of that. Yes. Yeah, lots of uh, screeching sounds were made. By the bird and you. <laughs> By, yes, it was an equal opportunity screeching environment. <laughs> sounds terrifying. Yeah, birds, I get along fine with birds, but I think the second one starts flying and screeching is where, like, that relationship ends. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, I had a bird as a child. You had a bird? I did, unfortunately. I don't know what happened to it. Um, so I had, a like, a, a parrot of some sort when I was growing up, and he was really rude. Um, he would attack people a lot. Like, he messed up somebody's face. I remember my dad had to get plastic surgery one time because he, like, bit a hole in his face. He was a really rude parrot. Oh, my parrot. God. Yeah. And then he just, like, disappeared one day. Like, we think something may have eaten him. Um, well, was, you were in Florida, yeah. so he maybe just flew away. Went back home. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think he got eaten because there were, like, feathers everywhere. It was not a good scene. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, it was traumatic. Yeah, this is, like, traumatic. Yeah, it was not a great experience. I was a very... Add this to the list of Derek goes to therapy, but not really. I had, a, I had a lot of really bad pet experiences as a kid. And now for a quick word from our sponsors. Maybe you've heard about the TM sweeping the nation. Maybe you've heard about the elite society of people known as the Secret Power Club. This gives you access to things you could never, never knew you could understand. It opens up a realm of life you never knew existed. It will make you the coolest person in the world. Quick disclaimer. Um, yeah, all it does is really like open up little holes and shit so you can build a little clubhouse. So, uh, completely just transparent. You're just going to get a clubhouse. But, like, it sounds cool as shit to say you're in the Secret Power Club. Like, what? Secret Power Club? So, yeah, uh, buy this shit. It's super fun. Now back to our show. Now going on, we passed through the northern. <laughs> we passed through the northern portion of Route One Twelve, um, and on the other side of the sandstorm, we continue on to Route One Thirteen. Thankfully, avoiding said sandstorm because, like, look, nobody wants to be in a sandstorm. Let's just be real. Yeah, I've said this before. Pass. Unpleasant sucks. So now we finally joined the Secret Power Club. Ooh. Yeah, call back all the way to Slateport City where we found that outdoor market and we couldn't actually shop there because we weren't in the Secret Power Club. Yeah, so, yeah, Secret Power Club, meaning we can, we, Pokemon can now use Secret Power, we get the TM, and we can open up secret bases for these, with like these weird little, like, I guess holes in walls that turn in, I'm very confused about how- Or bushes or trees. I am so into it. Did you not have, okay, maybe this is like not a Florida thing because you don't have real trees in forests, but like when I was living in Pennsylvania and I was in elementary school, like all of the neighborhood kids, there was like a patch of wooded area and we would have like forts and paths and like little areas where we each like built our own um little space and it's like that's what this is i don't know like yeah, yeah i'm into it i'm i was super it was like call uh, call back to my childhood that's super yeah we didn't have all that in south florida um not really many wooded areas it was kind of just depressing and what? swampy <laughs> just yeah what Ugh. about wisconsin Oh, yeah. Wisconsin. I'm, I'm team Sessie on this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of secret bases. So yeah. it's just you, Derek. But now you have the opportunity to experience it anew with QGIS. Wait. So, like, if I decide to get a secret base, can I write off the cost as part of, like, on the company card? 
No. <laughs> That's a big no. Okay. Good to I'm going to go ahead and pretend that you aren't didn't already try to do that because we didn't get those receipts. Genuine accident. <laughs> I just the cards yeah. they look exactly similar. One is yellow, oh, one is green. I'm kind of colorblind maybe, so like mm, yeah. They just mesh, mesh together. Yeah. Won't happen again. Um, definitely didn't happen yesterday. Don't check my receipts, please. Now, the, at this point, we can do it. So I'm actually curious to see how Q just decides. I'm terrified with the concept of Q just getting like a little secret bunker because I feel like it's going to go in a very bad direction. But we will see how where his little brain takes him. Uh, so Edna wants to build a secret base, but needs to find a good spot. So when mm. we get secret power, the TM from this rando dude on a route, like is literally just like, Hey, you're a trainer. Have this TM. Also, I'll tell you all about secret bases. He like points out a tree or a bush. I honestly don't even remember what it was. And he's like, this would be a great location for a secret base. And then it was like, no, actually it would not be. It's on a route. There's a lot of foot traffic. Like I don't need you know, to live on a, a busy street. Like, I want to get tucked back into, like, a sleepy little neighborhood of secret bases. So mm. she is uh, definitely going to make a secret base, I think, somewhere. Definitely, I think. Um, for sure. <laughs> maybe. Possibly. Still waiting for the right spot. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll see what Q just does. I'm going to keep an eye on him. I think him with too much alone time in a base is a terrifying concept. I'm going to just hijack that shit from that little motherfucker. So... <laughs> Next, we do kind of get on this route that is covered, kind of throwing back to what we were talking about with Oak before. There's ash everywhere. Um, and there's a glass master that lives here that definitely has some, like, serious breathing troubles, which would make sense considering of how much ash, because it doesn't seem like this is, like, a, a temporary thing. Like, it just feels like this is, like, how they live, which, honestly, I'm shocked this dude made it to be as old as he is, because this feels like a terribly unhealthy thing to be around. Right, like if we take Fiery Path to cut through Mount Chimney, we're now obviously on the other side, and the whole thing about Verdant Turf, which is on the south side of Mount Chimney, is like, oh, the air is so clean because the air blows the ash away, but like, that's where the thinking stops. Now we're on the north side, so it's like, oh, this is where all of the ash gets blown, yep. and also this Glassmaster cannot get through a single sentence without like hacking up along is very uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I stood in the corner um, and let Edna uh, take the full face of uh, asthma wheezing. <laughs> Ugh, it's, yeah, it, it was really awkward. It's just one of those things where it's just like, you don't, it, it made me uncomfortable because it was just like, at first you somebody coughs, it's like, oh, maybe, but then you like think about it deeper and it's like, oh, like this is just bad. But what's not yeah. bad, gave you just a soot sack. So that's cool. We get to go, collect ash for for glass masterpieces get to two little cool shit so we'll look at the positive of the ash we'll forget about the people it's killing and concentrate on the trinkets it's building <laughs> did q just collect any ash did you build anything didn't build anything he has been collecting ash he has been filling up the little bag um nothing's been built as of yet but he was kind of having a good little time scooping stuff up um it's very fun it, oh, it's yeah. so satisfying it's very satisfying edna did spend some time collecting ash out here um, so she had the glass master build her a couple of flutes. Um, so she's got the yellow flute, which, uh, snaps a Pokemon out of confusion. So it's like a nice little, like, alert, like, you know, when your alarm goes off and you're in the middle of a dream and you're like, ah, like, oh, I, I, that sound is like triggering when you hear it in like TV shows. Um, and then she also collected Ash for a red flute, which snaps a Pokemon out of um, affection. So, mm. like, cute charm, attract, things like that. Um, it will kind of 
bring them back together and it's like, oh, you're not here on a date, actually. You're here to battle. So, seemed like two good tools to keep in your trainer bag. See, yeah, forward-thinking, logical, that's why Q just didn't get anything built. So, I... Maybe Checked I should, out. Yeah, maybe I should talk him into it, but I, I don't think it's going to help. Um, but past that, we do make it to Fall Arbor Town, which is an interesting place. Not my favorite, not my least favorite. I, I just... I constantly forget it's here. Like, I always it's just, think yeah. the next city is going to be Lava Ridge, but it's not. It's Fall Arbor. Okay, I'm glad I'm not, I completely forgot this place existed. Thank you. Like, I've heard it mentioned. I It's just like a, it's like a, we don't, there's no planes here. So it's like a, it's the equivalent of like a flyover state. It's like a, it's like a walkthrough town where it's like, yeah, yes. like you're going to stop there for supplies, but nothing past that. walkthrough town. <laughs> so. I just got that. Uh, <laughs> So, with the walkthrough town, we did, there was a lady that was, like, debating, at least when I went to the Pokemart, because Q just is not forward-thinking. I do a lot of his shopping and little things like that to keep stuff for him on the side, because he doesn't always believe in medicine and things like that, as we've discussed, so I need to make sure his Pokemon are not being abused. So, I was doing that. So, that's what those expenses are for? 100%, yes. Okay. 100 i gotta get these notes down right yeah because if it so anything that looks like it could be the name of a drug 100 percent from the pokemon so don't be fooled yep. that like oh what is that this energy powder you got that's, yes. that's for the pokemon it says pre-workout but that's just like a different package for a potion they, they do right. it disguised so nobody okay. steals it yeah okay all right of course. I, I noted <laughs> thank you but put it on the expense reports i promise just clarify that and we'll We'll get down to the bottom of why they keep... I just don't... It's not me. They just put the wrong names for stuff. So, like... Sure. I got... Like, yeah. Like, just recently, I spent, like, $1,000 on food and stuff for his Pokemon. And it just, like, rang up as fucking Magic the Gathering cards. Like, why would that, like... (laughs) I don't know how that mistake got made. Swapped uh barcodes. Yeah. So Yeah, these things happen. Stuff like that happens all the time. These things happen. I'm I'm happy you understand. It's, It's cool. I am perfect and without faults in this transaction. No, so. that's not true. We can go into that later, but we're on Derek for now. Okay. I mean, that's fine. We've got plenty yeah. of stuff to talk about there. Get a whole sessy roasting, roasting session later. Bring out, bring out the secrets. Now, the lady in there was apparently debating whether or not to evolve her skitty with a moonstone. And my biggest thing is, like, what kind of monster wants to evolve a skitty? Like, not going to lie, Delcaddy? Is that that's the... Yeah. Yeah cute as shit too but like a skitty is it's like if you can have a kitten forever wouldn't you that's the part that kind of gets me so i gave my two cents but i I don't know if she was gonna listen i really feel like this was a missed opportunity if you do cutest's shopping for him like then he did not also engage in this interaction like Mm. he could have had a whole conversation about evolution uh, with a pokemon that he has i gotta stop taking care of your wards derek that <laughs> ship has sailed i don't want to see him get to another evolution <laughs> argument in public look it's bad enough when i argue when he finds randoms i have to just walk away because the thing is like <laughs> i mean it goes without saying because he's arguing he's not the most intelligent kid so it's like he has these arguments he doesn't really he's not able to hold a point very well he's not able to keep his train That's of thought he's an actual child derek and he's just parroting what he's heard on fennekin news fennekin news you know what fennekin news is you know you're so right sassy you're so right. I can't blame a child. I always am. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. Now we'll go on next. There's a lady at the Pokemon Center named Lynette, um, who apparently is the one behind Hoenn's Pokemon storage system. 
So my first question, and I think you have similar questions, did she steal it from Bill or vice versa? Like, they seem incredibly similar. feels very fitting that the science highlight of this episode was Rosalind Franklin getting her work stolen by men, because that's what I'm choosing to believe here. I can't disagree. She came off as way more, like, put together and not crazy than Bill, if I'm being completely honest. Right. Like, no part of our experiences with Bill and Kanto or Johto indicated that he knew anything about programming, software, engineering, any sort of coding, nothing like that. Like, he was working on, like, mad scientist experiments, so I had, I have to assume that there was someone else who laid the foundation for this, and it appears to be Lynette. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous because she did invite Hugis and I to go see her house on Route 114. My biggest hesitation is, look, Bill was a weirdo that was, like, fucking doing weird Pokemon human fusion experiments. (laughs) And if he wasn't even the one that invented it, and she's, like, a more successful mad scientist, I I don't know what I'm going to see there. Maybe she's just completely a normal software engineer slash programmer person, and it'll be a completely normal experience, but... I don't know if yeah, it's worth maybe the risk. she never had to go through the transition to mad scientist because she was successful in her initial work. Like that if Bill kept failing, he would, I assume, start trying more and more like out there theories and hypotheses to try and like make something happen. So that's what I'm choosing to believe. Oh shit, that's a good point. Bill was driven mad by failure. It's a whole tragic story. As we all are, honestly. <laughs> Well, look at this. If only there were some journalists around to document this. <clears throat> Gabby. See? Oh. <laughs> oh, what? I was I was thinking, thinking Gabby. That, that should be a piece Gabby should write. You could do like a dramatic. You know how like ESPN always does like those dramatic read-throughs of like the the stories for college game day and everything. And it's like a, this, all the really dramatic music. We could do a. Derek, I don't watch ESPN. Oh, okay. Um, well, they do dramatic read-throughs of stories. And I think you could just put some, like, real dramatic music and just read about the downfall of Bill. Um, just throwing that out there for you, Gabby. If you need some help on Maybe it. Maybe we'll do a, a, a special episode with Gabby on on sort of a, a deep dive into the Pokemon storage system development process. 100%. I just want to make it obvious here that we're auditing your guys' show. Gabby's doing great. So I don't want you to poison her well if, with your toxic ideas, okay? Just going to put that in there to make sure my bosses are happy. I'm sure Gabby's bosses will also be happy. Yes. It's, it's, I, definitely, I definitely didn't just text the idea to Gabby, so it's no problem. We will keep it to ourselves. Good. We will not pollute anything. Um yeah, so there's also an assistant in another building that tells us that Professor Cosmo went to Meteor Falls with Team Magma. Um, Ceci, do you know who, who Cosmo is? Uh, no, other than um, Michael's Sableye. <laughs> well, this Sableye, uh, S. This Cosmo with, with an S, S. Mm, yes. yes. This is different. Cosmo with a Z. Um, is this... Maybe Wanda's boyfriend? I mean, we named him Cosmo just sort of on our own, but there's now a Cosmo being referenced, so... Potentially. But maybe it is. Maybe we named him accurately, and it is. That would just you add a whole... You said that he seemed too easily intimidated, so if he's an academic type with no actual real-world skills, then... Would make perfect <laughs> sense. I think... Yeah. It, we'll, we'll, we won't be surprised when we see him. Um, if it is somebody else, then... 
apparently there's more cosmos than me. It's a lot of fucking. Co- <laughs> I've never met a cosmo before, and there's at least three that we've referenced already today. So apparently, it's just the name yep. and home. <laughs> and then it's like Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so, but first, I feel like it's a uh, Big Brother, as we're about to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but first, first. <laughs> contest hall super rank. So yes, Kaufman is another beauty contest. You mentioned that Kaufman's going to stay involved. Uh, with beauty contests and not necessarily in the battling portion, there was apparently another beauty contest that Kaufman ran in. Yes. So having just come out of Fiery Path, catching Rosalind the Torkoal, um, working him, figuring out how that's going to shake out in terms of team makeup, Edna makes it to Fall Arbor Town and sees the next contest hall uh, for the Super Rank. The normal rank was in Verdant Turf and the Super Rank is in Fall Arbor. Um, so she's like, all right, you know, we're continuing this journey. I have a secret superstar on my hands here. Uh, she did spend a little bit of time in the lobby with some nice older gentlemen making poke blocks, uh, which is the candy that you can make out of, um, berries. So in the normal rank in the first contest, um, Kaufman crushed it with his moves and his, you know, routine, but... There's two judging portions. Um, There's an appearance portion and then the move portion. And the appearance, um, which is first, is judging, like, how beautiful are you? What is your, you know, how do you carry yourself? Are your feathers all slicked down evenly? Is your fur shiny? You know, what, how are you accessorizing? Um, Kaufman didn't get great marks because he was literally, like, a fluffy baby chicken. So... (laughs) Um, Kaufman had a little beauty montage, um, got his nails done, got his feathers, you know, smoothed. Um, oh, so the expense report for all that, that was for a, a, a That's, that's right? for a Pokemon, okay, yes, yes, yes. The, the okay. dry Noted. bar blowout for, for Torchic. Noted. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> for sure. Um, so once Kaufman had his little beauty montage, Edna decided to enter the Super Rank, um, literally ran the same gameplay again in terms of like move set and order and crushed it once again so she's got a little superstar on her hands and now he's got really shiny feathers so um that was the point at which edna made that decision of like okay torkoal can stay on you know as a battling member and kaufman is the contest star because it also you know if kaufman's battling like his claws are gonna get damaged mm-hmm. his fur is gonna get dirty or his, his feathers are gonna get dirty so you know we have to protect him and keep him pristine so yeah. i actually get to carry uh kaufman's pokeball now so mm-hmm. you know it's a very important uh uh Responsibility. That's totes adorbs. What a little, what a little superstar Kaufman is. That is wonderful. I'm very happy for, very happy for Kaufman. And now for a quick word from our sponsors. The Pokemon contest is more than just a show. It's not. Our participants work diligently with their Pokemon to perfect their appearance and move sets to highlight their best qualities. Childhood beauty pageant. Pokemon contests are a great way to meet other trainers and learn more about raising Pokemon to be more than just battling machines. That's what this whole world is set up upon, is battling machines. (laughs) 
Pokeblocks are, in particular, a wonderful way to bond with your Pokemon by feeding it treats it loves to help improve its appearance. Yeah, fatten it up with those sugary treats. The movesets and routines have applicability outside the contest circuit. They don't. Your Pokemon will gain valuable experience with a variety of different moves. They won't. <laughs> Try your hand at a Pokemon contest today. Don't. Save yourself some time. Now back to our show. As we're leaving town, we do pass by the house of the Move Maniac, which I think is one of the coolest things. Because look, one of the th reasons why I never wanted to be a Pokemon trainer is I felt like it was way too much pressure to only be able to teach something for moves and be responsible for its ability to defend itself. Because I would make some really dumb decisions and somehow end up with a Pokemon with four like Tail Whip, Growl, and I don't know Splash and. That's it. Like, I was terrified. You're clearly destined for trainer stardom here, Derek. Oh, obviously. This <laughs> no one would ever know that you've not had ex past prior experience as a trainer. See? <laughs> no one would ever guess. But maybe that wouldn't be the case had I known that the Move Maniac existed. Because literally just for hard skills, you can go ahead and teach a Pokemon a move it has previously forgotten or didn't learn. Which is amazing. So it, there's no, like, I get very paralyzed in decision making with Pokemon moves and the thought of it. And this is just great. Now there's no pressure. You can just teach them anything and then just go back, use some hard scales, and bam, they get their old stuff back. That is wonderful. There's like moderate pressure because we don't actually have hard scales yet and it's unclear how one obtains these. But Very should solid we point. ever come into possession of some hard scales, um, Edna and Q just can go ahead and use those uh, to switch up Pokemon movesets, which I think would be very interesting. Um, specifically for HMs. So, you know, if you taught a Pokemon Flash, you can take it to the move deleter and delete that move and then come back to the move Maniac and use a heart scale to teach it uh, one of its old moves. Um, but that's not a problem that Edna has right now because she's got Filarty, that wonderful little raccoon, Zigzagoon, um, as her HM friend, and he is crushing it, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> little HM friend, Zigzagoon. I, I, I almost wish that, like, Maybe I should catch a Zigzagoon. And, like, fuck what you just You probably thinks. should. And just have one. It'll just hang out with me, and I can teach him HMs, and we can... I can scratch its little head. It looks so adorable. I want to get on... That's the thing, is, like... I don't feel like Q just deserves these cute Pokemon. I want some little cute Pokemon. I'm not really a good trainer, and I feel like a Zigzagoon might be the place to start. But, Derek... I'm not saying this because of our listener, but it would be expensive for you to have your own Pokemon. So, maybe not oh you are contractually obligated to not have pokemon <laughs> pointing that out yeah I, I never i would never do that no Th that yeah like if you ever see me with a pokeball it's for decoration like i have a cool little pokeball phone case so like it's all it is there's there's no and your phone is now a sphere it's the new it's the new iphone it's the iphone 17 you didn't know that yeah yeah they're yeah. going spherical yeah it, it does projection holograms yes, it's yeah it's super cool that you, was also not in the expense report <laughs> I'm going to have to go check with DevonCorp about this to see if this is their new technology. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah, so just definitely that that charge for the iPhone 17, it's, again, code for potions. It was a bunch of revives and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I know it's a pre-order for, like, five. It's, it's a pre-order for the future, but it's because it's the newest potions that are coming out. So it's definitely not me pre-ordering Making it Making sure you myself. have a, yes. a continual supply. Yeah. Always, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Now we, okay. <laughs> if anything, I'm being considerate because I'm doing it in advance so y'all can budget and know exactly what's being taken out even beforehand. So it's just like, bam. Oh, 
We've had a budget a lot for this. Show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, thank you. I will. Uh, I just I'm trying to be as considerate as possible. That's all it is. And the thing is, like, it's like you get out what you put in. So I feel like the more money I make y'all spend, it just inherently will make the show better. I think that's how that works. Like, Derek, I think if you talk less, we'll convince him more. Oh. Um, so we're going to go to Route 114 and find the Fossil Maniac's house. Um, that's a really fucked up name. I hope he gave this to himself. Because, like, look, if somebody walked up to me and be like, you're the Fossil Maniac, I feel some type of way about that. So I don't know if this is a self-appointed nickname, but uh, it feels I mean. I feel like it is because uh, we go into this house, obviously, as one does, uh, breaking into random people's houses. <laughs> Um, there's a little boy in the main room of the house, uh, who tells us his brother is the fossil maniac and the little brother gives us TM 28 for dig. Um, so we can look for our own fossils. Um, and then in the back of the house, there is, um, cause the house is built into a rock face. Um, so there's the fossil maniac himself is in the back of this house, um, excavating an area of the rock face and he does also introduce himself as the fossil maniac so i am choosing to believe that it is a uh self-appointed nickname come up with some better nicknames dude yeah well he asks if um we are interested in fossils and then it's like yeah that's dope of course i am then he was like well you can't have any of mine these are all for me so (laughs) we're like okay well thanks i guess no i don't even feel bad yeah Fossil maniac. That's what I'm going to call you now because that's just rude. You should have been more. I mean, I, you know what? I'll be real. If I had fossils, I wouldn't share them. So what am I saying? What am I saying? Why, who am I shit talking? I would not share any of my fossils. I would have them all. And I've definitely never bought fossils before. That is definitely not a thing. Nope. Those shits are expensive. Um, not been done. Now, uh, there's a, noted, noted, noted. There's also an old man uh, with a Pugiana that's apparently. Really disappointed that it just roars, so he gives us the TM roar. And what I'm thinking is, if you hate the tag roar so much, why do you have the TM in the first place? I appreciate you giving it away to QGIS, but that seems yeah, strange. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Like, if you teach your Pokemon roar, I feel like you should be prepared for that to be what it does. Like, isn't it... I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Self-explanatory? Like, yeah, like... the. I'm not a Pokemon expert by any means, but I know what the fuck Roar does. Like, even if it's someone who doesn't know what a Pokemon is. It's literally is. in the name. Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> like, what'd you think it was going to be? Some, like, adorable little, like, purr or something? Like, It's not Growl. Yeah. It's Roar. <laughs> so, dude, make better life decisions. Reading is essential. Reading the it card explains the card. an immediate heads up of, like, okay, so... What you're saying is don't teach this yeah. to a Pokemon. <laughs> Here's this thing cool. that I hate there you go basically it was like giving you the middle finger but like with a smile on your face is the the equivalent yes so something about a trojan horse or something or other now lynette's (laughs) house is also here um did you guys have the oomph the 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 confidence the the bravery to, to venture into lynette's house we did and lynette's house is the definition of the damn girl you live like this meme <laughs> you know with that the characters from a goofy movie and the house is like very messy and she's like looking all bashful and stuff that's lynette her house is a fucking mess oh and like i'm not even gonna call it organized chaos because that might be too um gracious for mm-hmm. that for this situation but 
What I will say is that I am also not a particularly tidy person, and I actually get more confused when everything's put away because I'm like, I don't know where this stuff is supposed to be, and if I leave it out, I remember where it is that I left it out. (laughs) Great minds think alike. Same exact way. Yes. So we didn't venture in at all. Um, Q just was, because he knew that she was like a programmer and everything like that, he was very convinced that she had 5G, and he thinks that 5G turns you into a lizard person. (laughs) So he thought that if we walked into her house, we would immediately start growing scales and maybe gills. Um, and he was really scared. No, she had 6G, which you need for your iPhone 17. Oh, so yeah, so that would be a whole different thing. Forget just a lizard person. You just <laughs> fucking turn into a kraken, like tentacles coming out your face, and every every orifice just fucking tentacles shoot out. Like that's basically what he expected to happen. So he was really scared, um, and we we didn't end up going in. So we kind of skipped that. But uh, I kind of yeah, wanted to force well, him to go in just to face it. Is. Yeah, just a mess. You didn't really miss much. Um, She's super nice. Reaffirmed my belief that um, Bill just cribbed her code uh, for his own software. Mm -mm. Um, But he, she, like, forgot that she had just invited Edna to come visit her house, like, a couple hours prior. Like, okay, sure, Edna did the contest in between, so, like, there some time had passed between making the invitation and us showing up at her house, but, like... It was not like Wally's aunt and uncle where it was like a week between invitation and actually like arriving. Like we went to her house when she invited us to go to her house and she had like completely forgotten that she had done that and was like completely surprised to see us. And then was like, uh, here, have this doll. So Edna now has a torchic doll. The end. Woo. <laughs> so she yeah. seems like, I think I would get a lot. She seems like an interesting character. Kind of all over the place. Doesn't necessarily have everything all together, but. I definitely liked her. She seemed very cool. Seems so. better than Bill. Um, so suck it, Bill. Yes. Stealing people's yeah. Okay, I need to step in here and remind you that uh, this <laughs> professor, Dr. Bill, uh, he's a significant donor to Golden Rod Public Radio. <laughs> And so maybe we can do some editing out of some of this stuff. I don't know how your all process works, but uh, I, maybe consider editing that out. I have an idea. Sessie, every time I bring in Bill, just cut the what I said and instead just make me say, Bill, he's the best. Bill can do it. Woo! So, like, every time that I, like, say his name, just cut that. And that sounds super genuine, like, not faked at all. So we just throw that in there. I think it'll be – I think it'll cover it. Yes. That works for me. Yeah, definitely noted. Um, forgot that Bill's family lives in Goldenrod, so um, I'm so thankful we have our producer here with us. It's, see, this is this is one. You should be here for every episode. Um, I'm sure you have no other responsibilities at all. Um, so, Ceci, I know you are a big fan of the craters in this, this part oh, of town. Oh, this was just so cool. Yeah, I com- forgot about this. Um so as we're walking through Route 114, you know, we get out of Fall Arbor Town. It's normal, like, a little creek is running through. There's tall grass, whatever. It looks like any other normal route in Hoenn. But once we get past Lynette's house and we're heading into Meteor Falls, it becomes this, like, pockmarked meteor um, crater landscape. Mm. And it was very cool to be just like, wow, like... This is where something from outer space made contact with Hoenn. And that's crazy to think about. I haven't seen any Clefairies yet, um, mm-hmm. but I, I think this is probably how they got here. <laughs> so yeah, Q just thought that these craters were man-made. Um, 
he said that they were built to test our beliefs and that space is fake. Um, so that was fun. I was trying to explain And him. yet he's got Area 51 on the team. He is a walking <laughs> contradiction. He just reminds me of, like, he's got a lot of qualities. Like, he's, he's very Kyrie Irving-like is the best way to describe it. No, Derek, no reference. you know that doesn't mean anything to oh, me. Oh, okay. Um, nothing he says makes sense, and he thinks he's smart, but he's not, essentially, is the best way to sum it up. And, okay. yeah, that, that's just so he's... He's sitting there having an internal battle because, like, it's really easy to deny the existence of craters and meteors and things like that when you just see a picture. But, like, when you're there in person, like, they're quite impressive. And it's, like... They're huge. Yes. Yeah. They were, like, 30, 40 feet across. It was crazy. So he was having all types of internal conflicts and everything. So I was just letting him have his little moment. <laughs> but here... So in Meteor Falls, there are actually Pokemon to catch here as well. As we, or as we get into Meteor Falls, there's Pokemon here to catch here as well. Um, Kugis' mind is blown at this point. He's having so many internal conflicts... Nothing got caught by Qgis, but it sounds like Edna may have ha- caught herself something. Yeah, so Edna had fully intended to, you know, run into Meteor Falls, figure out who the heck Professor Cosmo is, and <laughs> um, if there's any way we can, you know, a child could help who is presumably an actual adult person. <laughs> um and as she enters into Meteor Falls, which is um, a cave with a waterfall inside of it, which is actually quite stunning, very visually impressive, um, she encountered a Pokemon named Soul Rock, um, and it is a rock that floats and looks like the sun. And Edna was just enamored and confused by this Pokemon that she was like, I don't even know what this is, but I'm gonna catch it. So, um, we now have Solrock named Fossil, level 16. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, since she was so caught off guard, she did not have any good names planned and was like, oh, well, we just met the Fossil Maniac, like, fossils were on the brain, and so, uh, Solrock is named Fossil. <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that from, isn't that named after Bartholomew, Bartholomew, Bartholomew Fossil, who is the man who discovered fossils? Yes, Pokemon fossils, specifically. Yes, so Bartholomew right? Fossil yeah. was a, a man that was lost in a mountain, so he was on a trek going to catch Pokemon, he got lost in a mountain, um, didn't think he was gonna make it. Um, he actually didn't make it. They found him dead. But there was a journal there that we found next to him. And he found the world's first Pokemon fossil. So, shout out to Barty F. Fossil. Oh, what I, Look, Barty F. Fossil became a fossil. Bam. I mean, I don't think he did because his remains were recovered. Uh, but well, it's fine. That's what I say to that. Okay, now we're going to move on to Team Magma. I mean, whoa. I slipped up there. Team Aqua. Yes. Team Magma. I feel like, okay, no. We should, let's tell each of our side of the story because they do converge and get very confusing. So we need to get our experiences clear. Okay, yes. So, for Edna and myself, we enter Meteor Falls, catch Solrock, life is good. We see Team Magma in this cave holding some, you know, academic type dude. Um, hostage like they're like crowded around him and stuff so we're like okay we see team magma we know that that means you know shit's going down and it's not good and clearly this rando person who's not a team magma member that appears to be being held hostage by them that must be professor cosmo so 
we walk over, there's like a bridge to go over um, the waterfall and um, set about interrupting this interaction and confronting Team Magma. And I'm going to stop there. And Derek, you tell me what you and Q just encountered in Meteor Falls. Wait, so I'm starting to get the idea that maybe Team Aqua and Team Magma are not different spellings of the same thing in two separate entities. Because I heard the complete opposite, that Team Magma is trying to stop the plans of Team Aqua out of fears of what might happen. Yes. So that's, I mean, I guess you just gave away the spoiler here, but... um as Edna oh, sorry. is approach <laughs> as Edna is approaching Team Magma to try and do something about whatever nefarious bullshit they're up to, Team Aqua appears apparently actually exists. See? And Edna and I both were just so shocked we didn't we couldn't do anything because we were like, what the heck is going on? Like I I feel like I should get some, or I shouldn't be judged too harshly because I disregarded something you said, Derek. I feel like that's understandable under the circumstances. But when they no. actually showed up, Edna and I were just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of pissed. Because, I look, Sassy, you're right about way more things than I'm comfortable admitting. But <laughs> in this specific case, I was so fucking sure that I was pronouncing Team Aqua right. I was just, I was convinced. So I was just heartbroken when I found out we were both right. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Very different reactions. I was not heartbroken. I was mostly just surprised. Oh, but, um, no, I was mad. Fine. I thought I had one on you. I thought I had one. I was ready to do a victory lap so bad at some point, And it just, no, I don't get any victory. Just, just a tie. It feels like we tied. Like, it's just not satisfying for me. Um, but yeah. So we did meet... Team Aqua Admin Archie, which is a mouthful to say. Um, but he introduces himself to Edna and explains that he is dedicating himself to thwarting the dangerous plans of Team Magma. And we're like, okay, I've like heard some questionable things about you too. I'm still trying to process like what all this means, but you know, if you're, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Yeah. And at this point, we finally learn what like Team Magma's plan is. Um, Team Magma wants to expand the landmass of Hoenn. Still not, like, really clear how, how that works. <laughs> like, the meteorite that they're looking for must, um, it, it has something to do with Mount Chimney. I don't know. Maybe they're going to, like, force the volcano to, like, explode, go off. What is, what is, like, triggering a volcano? What is that? What is, like, an explosion? Like, a volcano? Eruption. Eruption. There we go. Yes. yes. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's what you paid um, the big bucks for. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Archie explains to Edna that Team Aqua loves the sea above all else. So, you know, by getting rid of, of ocean mass, by creating more land mass, Team Magma is going to, like, fuck up the balance. Which, like, as an aside, I, Sessie... 100% on board with Team Aqua. Like, checks out. Yep, I'm with you. <laughs> Kara, like, doesn't want Team Aqua, or doesn't Team Aqua just want to, like, expand the sea? Which, spoiler alert. That was not noted to us. So. Okay, so that's what we were told, <laughs> is Team Aqua is trying to and expand the whole sea. And, and again, like, y'all are 
you don't have to do anything. The ice caps are melting. Like, we're all going to fucking drown anyway. That's what I was going to say. Like, climate change is doing yeah. Team Aqua's job for so, them. Like, so, like, Team Aqua, are you just Team Climate Change? Like, like that's your thing? Is like, the climate isn't dying fast enough. We're going to help that motherfucker die? Like, it's a weird flex. Like, I guess they're trying to join the winning team. There is... A silver lining to all of this, which is that if they do somehow successfully accelerate climate change to increase sea levels this significantly, QGIS is going to have no choice but to admit that climate change is real. True. That is true. Small positives. So we should all be on board with Team Aqua. (laughs) It's the inevitable anyway. You're right. We might as well... Are you saying the official position of this (laughs) podcast, this radio show, is similar as Team Aqua's? Do I got that right? Uh, no, we are professional, unobjective, yeah. nonpartisan journalists Super. who don't have opinions on world events. One hundred percent, completely <laughs> objective. Like, thank you for clarifying that. Don't pay attention to the t- "Go Team Aqua" hat I have on right now. That's not what it says. It, it says uh, it, it's just it's about something else. It's just a coincidence. So yeah, it, Aqua Spanish, like "Go Team Water." Yeah, like, like you're pro water. clean water. I drink a lot of water, water infrastructure, hydration. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> so, Got it. after that, basically, it sounds like in both cases, I know in this case, they just kind of, these teams just fucking just go chasing after each other over to Mount Chimney. Shit's about to go down. Um, so that's fun. Everybody trying to end the world together. They went from being these, like, innocent, just aloof groups of people to, like, oh, no, we're trying to, like, end the world in our own specific way, essentially. And that's always good to know. And we get to have a front row seat to all of it. Best, so. Best place to be. Um, Mm -hmm. so we do, to tie this up in taking kind of a left turn, this whole episode, everybody has been wondering one thing and only one thing has been on everyone's mind. And I understand I've been trying to tease it and just give little hints. And that is, is the Cosmo we met in the cave the same as Professor Cosmo? And we're going to get that answer. We landed an exclusive interview with Professor Cosmo and field correspondent Gabby. Let's go ahead and cut to that real quick. A quick break and we'll be right back with the show. Field correspondent Gabby here with Professor Cosmo from Fall Arbor Town and his assistant. It's so great to have you both with us. Um, I guess I already know your name, Professor Cosmo, but uh, lab assistant, what's your name? Jim. (laughs) Okay. Well, I am certainly very excited to be with someone who's as storied as you. You know, everybody in Hoenn knows Professor Cosmo, so this is really just a a very exciting uh, interview for me. Uh, What do you say we just jump right into questions? That sounds like a great idea. Let's uh, get into the questions. All right, so um, as I said, you're kind of a big deal in Hoenn, but for those who don't know, uh, Professor Cosmo, can you tell us what is your field of research? So I like to do research in a way where you just put your nose to the grindstone. You always stay focused. You grind and grind. You wake up and you shake up. You make sure always you never blink. Never blink. If you blink, you gotta cut your eyelids off. That's how we handle it. We work hard every day and we hard work every day. That's what we do around here. We study meteorites. All right. Thanks for that. Um, what do you hope to accomplish through your research? 
Well, if we work hard and we keep our nose to the grindstone and we make sure that we sweat, because blood, sweat, and tears forms everything. If you work hard enough, you can accomplish whatever you want in life. And you just believe in yourself. Wake up every day and you tell yourself, I believe. And this gives you off to a great start every day. So when I put my nose to the grindstone, tell myself I can believe, tell myself I will not blink that day is how I start my day. And it is the breakfast of champions is that belief in yourself. And that's what I do. We want to learn more about meteorites. Okay. Um... Well, can you tell our listeners more about um, why did you choose to go to Meteor Falls with Team Magma and Aqua? So with them, it's just one of those things where you got to take it day by day. Sometimes you make bad decisions. Sometimes you make good ones. But you don't focus on that. You just move on to the next. You treat everything individually. So you move on to that next one. Take the next day. And it is wonderful. So I just wake up, grind, work hard, nose to the grindstone, take it day by day. Do it like it never will be done before. And like there won't be another opportunity to do so. And that is how I went into it. And I see it no differently now. It's because there's meteorites here. You know group interview and I'm really enjoying this dynamic so um, we just got time for one more question the patented hard-hitting question for the folks at home what do you say to the allegations that your lab is being shadow funded by both Team Magma and Aqua? I say when you say shadows it gives you the appearance that it is something shady going on and we don't do anything shady we are in public with our working hard and our nose to the grindstone and our blood sweat and tears is what we put into this and we would never ever do anything that goes against our belief system in which our belief system is to better ourselves each and every day and improve each and every day and we will never do anything other than such no now back to our show so that was uh we learned a lot we learned we learned some stuff and some things we should, um, if if producer Michael uh, travels with us again in the future, we should uh, maybe not invite him to the interviews. <laughs> Probably, if anything, you know what? For the first time that I've met you, Michael, I will not be asking for a raise myself. I will say I think Gabby needs a raise. <laughs> Gabby is an oh, incredibly yes. professional person. Yes. That's just the first thing I've said. Based that was off of this whole experience, based <laughs> on this whole experience, that is priority number one <laughs> gabby is a uh, see gabby we're here to make you look even better uh, now that you needed help what happens to this radio show that's that's still up for debate <laughs> gabby you want to pick us up you know if, if anything happens we could be your interview helper helpers just shout out to you gabby remember i asked for you to get a raise keep me in mind um now with that <laughs> That's going to wrap this episode up. Next week, we're going to go ahead and check out Route 115. There's Mount Chimney, Jagged Pass, which makes me think of Jagged Edge, Lava Ridge Town, Lava Ridge Gym. So many things happening and even maybe a desert. But with that, this has been Pokemon Radio with your hosts, Derek and Sessie and Professor Oaks. Pokemon Talk. Sessie, hit him with the social media. Um, if you're on Instagram or Twitter, you can follow the show at Pokemon Radio Pod. Um, it is very important uh, for the radio station's marketing team that we show good following in social media numbers. Yes, <laughs> so, that's true. So definitely go check that out. Um, no reason you needed to state that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> if you are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do rate and review. And no matter where you're listening, please subscribe or follow the show. This show is made possible by support for your Goldrod Public Radio subscription from listeners like you. Always remember, each Pokemon to understand. You better not evolve. Pokemon! Like, 
my uh, it's some weird shit me and my little brother had chickens at one point we each had a chicken and my brother's chicken murdered mine <laughs> oh my god i had we got little bearded dragon lizards one time and his oh, that's cool his lizard like attacked mine and mine had a little broken arm and like didn't walk okay um i had a oh rabbit that drowned why are your <laughs> okay, we're cutting that part out for sure. That's too depressing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just telling you what happened. I had terrible luck with pets as a child.